The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? Well, we're having a new drink, I guess I would call it. It's but a new drink. Yeah. Basically, we're really fascinated with the last new cocktail we made, which was the Eclipse. So this is called Eclipse 2. Right. So it's really everything the same. So the only difference is instead of using our 1800 tequila, so what we used instead was Dos Amadeus Reposado. So let me give you the recipe so you have it. It's one ounce of tequila, three quarters of an ounce of, three quarters of a part of cherry brandy liqueur, three quarters of a part of Aperol, and three quarters of a part of lemon juice. Stir that all together, 50 to 100 turns. And then you're going to have a rocks glass prepare with a large block, preferably of ice is what you want, and strain your drink over of ice, and then add a quarter part float of your favorite mezcal. We used the Casamigo. Yeah. So good. And so you, to float it, you put the mezcal on well, the Well, I cheat. So instead of using a spoon, yeah. which often you do, yeah. I pour the mezcal directly over the ice ball. Brilliant. Yeah. All right, let's taste. Okay. Still smells great. Mm. See, it still does it. Ooh, that's I mean, smoother. That's like even smoother. There's not. So, a, so, there's even a smoother transition between the sour and the sweet. Do you think? I do. So, this drink we made with the only part we changed out was the tequila from a Correct. silver to, to a reposado. A reposado, right? And that drink was like magical. Yes. And this drink is magical, but in a slightly different in way. In a different way. This yeah. one doesn't have... I enjoyed the last one because it had high highs, yeah. and then it dropped and went to low lows. Yeah. And it was like these two things that, for me, I'm drooling right now, yeah. stimulated my taste buds yeah. in a way where I was gleeking. Yeah. So if you're thinking about aperitif, having right. it before you eat, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your senses are all... I'm bubbling right now. Your senses <laughs> are lit up. Yeah, yeah. And you're actually ready to taste food. No, this is good. This is something people need to think about. Okay, what? We love to get it, you know, pre-arousal by making out or fingering one another because we're, you know, telltale size for a woman is she's getting wet. Right. Right? It's the same thing with a food orgasm. I suppose it is. Yeah. Yeah. This is food foreplay. Yes.
The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. This is chapter 18 of the Beauty Trilogy, and this one's called Prince Alexi's Education Continues. Yeah, huge chapter. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's a long chapter. It's basically what I was thinking about when you were reading, because you were mostly reading. I read some. That's read another first part. This author's obsession with anal rape and like merciless beatings and the tears of slaves. She she masturbates for so long. She can't get off because she's... Yeah, the, the chapter's so long. It's ridiculous, yeah. It's actually ridiculous. Like, she should have stopped it after the gay scene. Yeah. Because it would have easily been like, oh, they drifted asleep and then he woke up and told her or something. Right. Something could have happened, but she tried to make it all in this last moment that he had to talk to her before they got caught. This... Yeah. It was weird. Chapter, page I mean, after page after it was, page. It was ridiculous, cartoonish, nonsensical kink. It wasn't kink at all. It was just a fairy tale of beauty. Yeah, and he's just talking about all, like, it's it's full extremes. Like, somehow he had this awakening because of all this stuff thrown at him. That's how the awakening happened. And that's not how I experienced my submission. I experienced it over time. And I will say there's a bit of conditioning that goes on there, but you become with the conditioning, you become a partner in it in the sense that you choose because it's all by choice to submit to the process that at hand, whatever that scene is. And they change a little bit every time, but each time you get a little bit, I guess, stronger is the word, or it becomes easier for you to choose that. Yeah. And find pleasure in it. This wasn't really about submission. Because... Well, that's what he's saying. He's trying to say it's about yielding, but it's not. Exactly. Well, it's the context slave, right? So let's give the author the permission to sort of explore the context slave. Yeah. And in this notion of a sex slave, if your experience of that slavery is to be beaten and beaten, and beaten, and beaten, and anally raped, and beaten, and anally raped. At some point, if you're going to survive as a slave, you have to yield. There's no point fighting it. Right. And even when he yields, it doesn't matter. He still gets beaten, and beaten, and fucked, and raped. What I never hear anywhere in here, and I get people are going to tell me, it's because he's a slave. There's no aftercare. But we all are still humans. Even as a slave, you're still human and there's a recovery time. Mm -hmm. You're not just some plastic blow-up doll. And that's what they're making it sound like. It's very caricature. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of anal rape that happens in the front part and a bunch of beatings. And then there's an introduction of a new princess, Princess Lynette. Who's sadistic. Who's super sadistic and who beats the shit out of him and who impresses the lords and Sir Gregory so that they put... Alexi on display as the toy of Princess Lynette to beat and use as a circus animal, effectively. Mm-hmm. And she does, you know, and everyone's impressed, everyone's happy. And out of that, the queen eventually takes Alexi into her bed and fucks him. And that's his pleasure that he gets out of mm-hmm. all of that experience. And then 
it goes on. Now she's going to go into the village. It goes on even more. After, yeah. You think, oh, the chapter should That's be a good done. resolution, right? Right, no, no. No, it's not done. No. It goes on to the village, and he's now being led into the village as with, running along. So he's running alongside a coach bad. with a male. This is how he described She yeah. described it. A phallus as big as an erect man's penis yeah. shoved up his ass with no strapping. So he has to just like keep it in run along and keep it in his ass. Yeah. And he's bridal. Uh, he has a bridal. Yeah. Right. With a leash. Yeah. And he has to keep his head up and his eyes down. And he goes through. This isn't one village. Numerous villages, villages yeah. where he's put on display. And they do things like repeatedly put him on a turntable and rip out the phallus, and then put he has to expose in. the whole his gape. Yeah. Basically, she doesn't even know the word gape. Yeah. She just says expose his ass, yeah. his gape. Yeah. To the public, village after village, while the queen goes and sips a glass of wine with the village, you know, elders. Elders. Right. Yeah. No, it's insane. It's completely nonsensical. I mean, if there's a kink consideration to talk about in this chapter, it's this notion of the experience of a submissive masochist to their dominant sadist, Mm -hmm. that sense of devotion, the sense of love that's present in the exploration of sadomasochism Mm -hmm. as a construct. Now, this chapter is elaborate outside of that in a completely nonsensical way, but I think that's the only sort of sense I get that this tackles in kink. I just tried to figure out what she was trying to get at. Yeah. The purpose of this chapter, other than a backstory so that Beauty had a context to write more about what Beauty's experience is. That's the only reason I think that chapter... But that's actually what this is, right? This is him telling beauty on their tryst what his story is. So she he's like fessing up to her and he is encouraging beauty to like surrender and to absorb the punishment mm-hmm. that if you get punished, understand I've been punished and I'm like the gold standard of slave. So you can be a slave like me basically is what mm-hmm. he's saying to her. Mm-hmm. I just I just find this to be sort of nonsensical myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's not that interesting, yeah. honestly. Not this chapter. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.